Hello, 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 my beautiful, lovely, amazing, messy, imperfectly awesome podcast family. This is Dana Herman, ready for episode three of the podcast. So exciting because we're really doing this thing. So maybe I should say episode tres because episodio tres, because today we will be taking a little trip to Spain. But before that, before that visual, virtual trip. I can't speak very well today um, to my favorite place on earth. I wanted to plug a couple things. So one was I ran across this song that I haven't listened to in a while, but I saw suggested for me today called Watch Me Glow by Dola. I hope I'm saying that right. They are a Malaysian girl group. And this song is so good because it makes me think back to episode two, where we talked about the confidence that we want and building our, or doing at least what we can to build that dream relationship or overcome past hurt and doing the things we need to do to heal. This song is, I think, talking about a breakup. I haven't listened to it in a while, but basically it's like, watch me glow. Like, hey, I'm only getting better. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I want to say to my past, to my past relationship fails, to my past hurt, to the past that has tried to keep me stuck, watch me glow. So I hope that you can say that to your past today. Watch me glow and use that as inspiration and motivation to go after the things that you need to go after to have that glow up, to have that confidence, that security, that happiness, that body confidence, that just kind of relationship or the way you want to present yourself in relationships. Like I hope that today you can say to those things that are keeping you stuck or trying to keep you stuck or those fears that are trying to grip onto you, watch me glow. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is I've gotten really into Formula One racing. Very random tangent. And trust me, I'm getting like no money from any of these promos, except I did still want to promote it because I was like, if you want a very cute addition to your Instagram feed, I ran across this Formula One driver like yesterday named Charles Lekerlec. He's French or from, I think, Monaco or Italy. I've got to check, but I know that I'm not completely pronouncing it right, but his last name is L-E-C-L-E-R-C. And he is super cute, super, super cute. Yeah, he's Mon- Monacan, Monacan, Monacan. Yeah, <sighs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired recording today's episode. So I'm trying to make sure that I do this though, because I have so much that I want to share. But he's super cute. And I was just like, wow, I'm just going to add this to my feed. Um, just, you know, spice it up. So I just wanted to plug some fun Instagram things I found in, in case, you know, you are interested in finding your own Formula One racer. Anyways, so today, as I alluded to earlier, we are going to take a little trip to Spain. España, here we come. So I hope you have your tea or your coffee or your wine or sangria which is a Spanish wine, ready, um, unless you're driving or exercising or wherever you're listening to this. And I hope you can just kind of 
imagine this with me. So I want you to imagine that you are walking down the streets of Spain and 3,000 year old architecture is all around you. You are wearing your favorite outfit and the smells of fresh bread and baked goods are just wavering through your mouth and it's amazing. And you enter a tiny little restaurant that's shaped like a cave almost with your best friend. You shimmy your way to the back and sit down. It's packed with people. And at the very front, the lights flood on. This gorgeous woman comes out with this purple flamenco dress and starts dancing the flamenco. And you start bawling, like bawling your eyes out. (laughs) That, my friends, was me approximately seven months ago in Spain. And you might be thinking to yourself, Dana, how can I even relate to this story? But I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, the reason I brought this up is because I think that there is a deeper thing hidden in that emotion and moment that I really wanted to talk about on today's episode. So I was sitting there bawling my eyes out. There's a scene, I love the show New Girl. There's this scene in New Girl um, where, if you've never seen it, in New Girl, there's a character named Schmidt and another character named Coach and Schmidt basically says, or I think it's Coach that says when Schmidt cries, he sounds like a ghost singing Hey Ya. So it's like, Hey Ya. (laughs) That was a horrible impression of it. But that was how I felt like I sounded crying. And so I'm sitting in this flamingo show. This beautiful person is just dancing their heart out and I'm crying. And my best friend, Emma, looks at me and she's like, what is going on? And I'm saying to her, oh my gosh, don't worry. Like this dance is just so beautiful. It's so emotional. There's so much history. I just love it. I'm so, I'm just so overwhelmed. But when I kind of dwindle it down and what I really knew inside was that I was crying because I was comparing myself. And I was sad. I was sad about just so many things in my life. I was sad about losing friends. I felt like my path wasn't going to be as exciting or noteworthy as Emma's path was going to be. I was scared. I felt uncertain. Everything in my life felt unstable. And so I was crying because I was comparing myself to Emma and it had put me in a really bad place about myself. Like, It had led to me having these really awful feelings about myself and where I was headed after Spain and what life looked like for me. Because context, that trip was the celebration of graduating college for us. So we had saved up to go to Spain for months after, uh, months during our senior year of college. And then we went and Spain marked kind of the last time we would see each other for a while before we went on our respective paths post-graduation and I just was really down about my path and that's what I wanted to bring up today because I think that you my amazing listener may have also been in a place where you have been or currently are really down because you are comparing yourself to someone else to someone's path to where you thought you would be versus someone else maybe you're really down because everything feels shaky and unstable and scary and completely different than what you imagined it would be at this point and I get that I really really get that my best friend Emma in Spain was going to be moving after that trip to California. She had lots of friends there. It had been her dream since she was little to live there by the beach. She was going to be going to Stanford afterwards. You know, everything felt like it was 
coming together perfectly. And I was happy for her. But me, on the other hand, I was like, how did I get into med school? I'm moving to Atlanta. Am I going to like it? It felt like it was going to be a really hard journey. And I was like, am I ready for this? And I didn't know anyone. It was going to be a new city. And I admit, looking back, like I was still really privileged to have gotten into medical school. But there was a part of me that honestly was like, it almost felt surreal, like this is happening. I don't know what to expect. I know literally no one in this new place. Am I gonna like it? And I was just comparing all of those feelings to my best friend who seemed so much more certain and clear and even more excited about her direction. And I just felt scared and alone and unsure and like everything coming next was this big question mark. And so my amazing listener, maybe you've kind of compared yourself to someone else's path to someone's body to someone's relationship to someone's family to so many things and I have so much I want to say about this because I think it's so real like I honestly believe pretty much every single person on this earth even like the best of the best like the best soccer player in the world or you know the best messy (laughs) controversial take but I love messy (laughs) or you know the best at whatever their respective field, I feel like at some point they must have had a thought of comparison. But I think of comparison like when you're on the highway and you're driving and me, I'm in my little Subaru and you're on the highway and there's this big tractor trailer like in the lane next to you zipping by. And sometimes I get intimidated by those tractor trailers and I turn and I look at the tractor trailer and as I'm looking at this tractor trailer like, oh my gosh, they're so big. They could like knock me over. What ends up happening is that my car starts to swerve in the direction of that tractor trailer and if I don't correct it in time it never is going to happen that my car is going to end up in the same place as that tractor trailer what would end up happening if anything would be that I would probably crash into the tractor trailer and it would lead to destruction and really not great things um, an accident and I think comparison is a lot like that friend because I think that comparison rarely brings good things I don't think it really ever brings good things to our lives. It only leads to destruction, bad internal feelings about ourselves, dissatisfaction with our lives, being really hard on ourselves. And so I think comparison is like when you're looking at the truck, but you need to be focused on your lane and nothing good really ever comes from that. So that was a lot, but... I hope you can relate. Even if it's something like this just little thing that someone else does that you're just like, man, I wish I could wrap Christmas presents like her. And it's gotten to the point where it's not, where you're like being hard on yourself because you're like, I'm just not as good as she is. I'm just not as good as he is. I really feel like all of those things can be things that can eat away at our own happiness. And that's what I want to talk about today. So I wanted to share several things that have really helped me when I was going through a hard time of comparison and I still struggle with comparison like everything from the little things to the really big things and I think comparing ourselves is normal as I said I think everyone has those thoughts at some point but I don't want us to stay there because again I don't think it ever is going to lead to our best lives so my BFF here are just a few things that have really helped me and I hope can help you if this is something or a moment in your life or a season in your life that you're struggling with. 
And the first thing I wanted to say was that for me, what really helps is reflection and prayer. Whether you are religious or not, I think it's really important to ask yourself or to pray about who are you? What path were you created to be on? Because being able to answer those questions or talk to God about those questions can really help you to define your lane and to not be looking at that big truck kind of asking and praying like are you following the path you're supposed to be on I think being able to again to consider and to know and define your path relative to someone else's can help you to do you basically (laughs) and then while you're praying and reflecting on those questions I also think an important question to ask is how can you be okay with the uncertainty of where you're at as you wait for those answers. Because in that moment, in that little bar flamenco place in Spain, I was uncertain where I was at, like what my path would look like. Am I, was I on the right path? And I was kind of waiting for the answer to be like, yes, you know, you should follow through with this medical school journey. Like this is where you're supposed to be. You know, keep working hard. It's gonna work out here. You can do medical school. I was kind of waiting to have that assurance and knowledge. And so in that moment, all I could do was be okay with that uncertainty that I had no idea what was coming next for me. And I just had to wait for those answers. And uncertainty is one of those really hard moments and hard concepts. But I think that gray can sometimes be super valuable as we're defining like, what does this next moment look like for me? And you're praying and reflecting on that. So I just wanted to say that to begin with, if this is something you're struggling with, I think reflection and prayer and uncertainty is really important because I'm not going to say that it's easy to get out of these seasons and these moments that are really challenging. You know, sometimes it can take a lot of thought and, you know, questions and talking to God before you really feel like you know what is what is Dana? What is what is you? What is your path? And that uncertainty is okay. But what I want to say is it's not easy, right? Like it's not easy to be sitting around feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing or I have no idea if what I'm doing is right for me. So let me take a sip of my tea. Hold on. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> this is a real tea, not like, you know, gossip tea. Anyways, so <laughs> I think something important or some things that have at least helped me when I was asking these questions and trying to define my path was romanticizing my life. I think of romanticizing your life as putting like little bits of fairy tale magic in your day. And I always used to struggle with that concept, right? Like what is romanticizing your life? But I think of it as almost living out your best aesthetic or like living out your vision board almost. So let's say that your aesthetic is you love to be the life of the party. And right now you're working this desk job and it feels really boring and you're reflecting and praying about, well, what's, is this right for me? Is this where I should be? Is this job my path? And you're uncertain about that right now, but you know in your heart that your personality is your life of the party. You're this bubbly, energetic, vivacious person. Maybe romanticizing your life looks like planning a party with your best friends, picking a really fun theme, getting dressed up, decorating your apartment, taking really awesome pictures, and throwing this event that 
kind of lives out your vision board for a moment. So maybe for just that moment, you are walking the steps of the Met, you know, AKA walking the steps of your apartment complex. And it's not to say that you're gonna feel amazing and feel like everything is coming together. But I think that when you can do these little things that bring that spark of joy, as Marie Kondo would say, into your life, into that struggle, it can add this magic and this excitement that can help change your mindset and change your feelings about your situation or even about yourself just ever so slightly. And I'm not just not saying like it's gonna take it all away, right? I I know how hard these things can be from like firsthand experience. But I think when you have a little thing to look forward to, when you feel like you're a little closer to that vision board you have for yourself or a little closer to like living your your aesthetic dreams. It can make life feel like, okay, God, okay, girl, this is happening. You know, like this is, this is, this is not as kind of dull and down as it feels right now. It can just add that spark. And I think those sparks are really important to help us get going and to be energized in taking those next step forward and in our prayer lives, in our reflection lives, in our questioning lives. I think having a renewed energy and spark can bring so much to our journey of uncovering our paths. It can make us so much happier and just change change our mindset in a way that we're just in a better place to kind of keep going and keep wondering and keep figuring things out. So I just wanted to say that I think romanticizing your life a little bit doesn't mean that you need to get on Instagram and post 10 pictures like, you know, faking it. No, because I don't want you to almost just feel like you have to put on an image. You don't even have to, I'm not suggesting even posting anything. I'm just suggesting like adding those little bits of magic to your day. Leave room for magic, people. So I think something else that has helped me a lot in my seasons of comparison have been saying I love you to the people or animals in my life. Whether that's saying I love you to your parents, to your friends, to your partner, to your grandparents, to just someone who's really special to you for whatever reason. Not saying you need to say that to your ex, but to, you know, your dog, um, your cat, your fish. I think, okay, I really love my fish, or who's now in heaven, rest in peace. (laughs) Um, His name was Herman because he was part of the fam. But anyway, so saying I love you, I think saying I love you is a really great way to put you in a grateful mindset. And on top of that, I think doing nice things for people in your life, whether it's a stranger, a smile, a surprise gift for a friend or a loved one or a parent, I think doing little things like that can help you remember all of the people and things around you and the world and can put you in a mindset where you can look at all the ways that you're blessed and all the things that you have going for you and the people and the things that are already in your corner can really help you to remember your path and to know and be assured that good things are ahead because the road can get really bumpy. But when you remember or you at least see those few people who are in your corner cheering you on, who are your cheerleaders or even that, you know, your dog who just cuddles you every night it just can remind remind you that there are good things out there and good things to come. And I think that can really help in seasons where our lives just don't feel so great. And then I think as you keep reflecting and praying and asking for answers, I think that some other things that have helped me in seasons of comparison have been tackling dreams that have sat in the background. So 
when I was really struggling with my season of comparison with Emma, I decided to get in my car, book a $50 Airbnb, get really cheap gas, and drive from Atlanta to Orlando on a very tight budget, very budget friendly, and just spend some time in Orlando, spend a night in Orlando. And it felt very impulsive, but I had always wanted to visit Universal Studios. So I had, you know, gotten a discount ticket and I was finally able to go to one of the Halloween horror nights at Universal Studios and then spend the night in Orlando. And that had been a dream of mine to go to Universal and attend this event. And so tackling a dream that had been in the background helped again for me to feel like I was going after things in my life and that it was exciting and good things and excitement was out there. Because I think that while we're trying to figure out the big questions, being able to tackle other dreams, whether it's finally knitting that blanket that you really like or making the podcast or getting back into photography or taking a trip, I think those things can A, help us get answers and clarity. Like on that trip when I was driving to Orlando, I did so much thinking about who I was, what was I doing, like medical school, was it right for me? And I got a lot of assurance about, yes, I should be on this path. So I think when you tackle other dreams, it can help bring you closer to like who you are and where you're meant to be and like what what are the desires in your heart and to be able to reflect and pray about those things more and to have more clarity. So I think when you tackle dreams, it can also, one, make you excited about your life, make you feel like a sense of accomplishment, but it can also bring you closer to like your heart in a way um, and the things that speak to you. And that can help give you answers in seasons that are just really confusing. I also think then what can really help, and these are, as I want to say, these are all just things that I've found have helped me and my friends and I just wanted to share. And I always love to say like, DM me, share with me your stories. What has helped you? Tell me that you're really struggling right now and that you just need a BFF friend. And I would love to just DM you back and talk and encourage each other because this is this is our space. And this is just me kind of sharing from friend to friend. So I want you to share back with me too, always. But the last thing that I've seen and has helped me has just been not waiting and being okay with change. Like if you kind of finally start to feel in your heart, I need to be, I need to leave this desk job and finally start this business. And it's really scary. It can be, it can be very easy to stay in that desk job and, and kind of wait. And I'm not saying be impulsive, like don't go to your boss tomorrow and be like, here's my resignation letter. But I think what can help is when you start to have those answers, don't wait too long you know, chase those dreams, give in to that fear a little bit and be like, you know what fear? I'm going to be afraid and do it anyways. You know, take, take risks. You know, I'm not saying sell every single one of your stocks and go broke, but take reasonable risks that really feel like they are what you are supposed to be doing. Um, and be okay with that change. Like be okay with doing something different. Be okay, and this is really hard, but sometimes we have to be okay with losing our identities. Like when I was really struggling with, you know, should I be on this path that I'm on? You know, God, am I supposed to be becoming a doctor and doing this? My identity for my whole life had felt like that kid who was really good at math and science. And I literally had to just like come on my knees and within myself and just be like, I need to be okay with the idea that maybe I am not going to be that kid 
who does science for the rest of her life. Like maybe there's something different out there for me. Maybe that was a season in my life and now I need to pursue something else and try to be good at something else. For a while I considered, I was like, maybe I should become a therapist. I really, really advocate and think therapy can do amazing things for people and so I was like maybe you know I'm gonna pivot from more of like the biology and chemistry things that I did in college to more of the psychology things and that's a little different a little different or maybe my identity is gonna completely change and I'm gonna want to go to law school or start a business and so it can be really scary when you feel like you're losing an identity. There was another part of me that even thought maybe I should just take like a year off and move abroad and like volunteer for like an organization, you know, like the Peace Corps or, you know, in a refugee camp and just really immerse myself in a completely different way with the type of people that I want to help or at least want to just get to know their stories. So it was scary. It was scary to lose this identity that felt like my whole life had been calculated and planned and about kind of checking the next box. Like, okay, I've got to get this test done and I've got to get this grade. It was scary to then feel like all of that could be gone and all of that could just be wiped right out of my feet. And I could basically lose all of that and my life would just become this big unknown question. You know, maybe I would move home for six months and just take six months off and just rest and, you know, work at a coffee shop. And those all sounded like great options. And, but it was scary. It was scary to feel like I was losing that identity of that girl who was like, I want to be a doctor. I want to go to medical school. I want to do this. And I want to do this by 30. And I want to do this by 40. And I have a plan. And it was scary. You know, I felt like Jane and Jane the Virgin, you know, she was very much like a planner. And then her whole life was like, what? I'm having a baby? Like, I did not plan for this baby. I didn't even have sex. What? <laughs> and then she just felt like, what is happening to my life? And newsflash, as we all know, life never goes according to plan. <laughs> but it is scary when you feel like you could be losing an identity that you've clung to. And I just want to say, like, you know, for me, I think it ended up being that I really felt like I need to continue on this path. But I get that fear where it's like, you don't, for a long time you might not know and you might need to have that complete 180 change of identity and that is really scary and it's it's okay it's beautiful at the same time when I see people who've gone from one thing to another and they reflect years later and I'm like wow I'm so glad they took that leap I'm so glad that they had that change you know I'm so glad they left their engineering job and became an actress and now they're like famous I'm so glad that they pursued that and that was really on their heart. It's scary, my friend. It is really scary. But, you know, take that leap. Take that leap if that's in your heart. I, so about two summers ago in college, my friends and I found this like place in Nashville that was really it's called Percy Priest. Like a lot of people go there for cliff jumping. And I remember the first time I cliff jumped, I was terrified. And I told myself, I was like, feel the fear and do it anyways and I closed my eyes and I just jumped 60 feet into the water and then I did it again and again and again because I loved it it was scary and I think of those big leaps of change as like jumping off that cliff and you feel like you're midair and you're just falling and you're like your stomach is flipping and you're like what is happening like this could go one of two ways and I'm terrified and it worked out it was it was great actually it was really fun you know be safe when you're cliff jumping, of course. But I mean, it was like a very well-known, safe place for it. But I just think that life, when you take those big jumps, can really feel like you're jumping off a cliff. 
And if that's in your heart and you feel called to do it and you feel like, you know, this is the path I need to be on, do it. I believe in you. I am supporting you. I am excited for you. I am cheering you on. And I want to encourage you to listen to episode six, which is going to be a whole episode just devoted to cheering you on because I want at least one episode each whatever season to be just an episode that's like I'm like your cheerleader like I am your Kris Jenner like you are doing great sweetie spoiler alert that's the title of the next of episode six that's the title you're doing great sweetie but anyways so I just wanted to say that I believe in you if you're taking that jump I believe in you and I am cheering you on and I'm really excited for you so that is that is that my friend comparing is hard comparing is difficult it is, it is okay if you're there. I get it. It could make life really challenging. But I just want to encourage you today to reflect, to pray, to romanticize, to leave room for the magic even in the ordinary, to remember all the things and all the people that are already in your corner and even just you in your own corner and all that you've already overcome. I want to encourage you to tackle your dreams and the things that you've been waiting to do to keep going after things and to jump off that cliff if that's what you really feel like is is your calling is your next step so i'm proud of you i love you my beautiful messy imperfect crying at flamenco dancing listener i'm so grateful for this community and i can't wait for episode four